Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is the CEO Senior himself, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, a.k.a. host of WWE's This Is Awesome, Greg Miller. Blessing, how screwed up is it that it's Wednesday? It's so fucked up. Right? Yeah. All yesterday, I was like, all right, well, I got Sunday tomorrow. I'm like, no, no, today's Sunday. And then, no, it's, well, no not, tomorrow's not. It's uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh. The thing that, that messed me up was that on Monday, yeah. get off of work. And I'm like, oh, I have nothing going on tomorrow, but I was still tired from work. Yeah. And so I had the idea of, oh, I can stay up and play video games or whatever. Sure. I fell asleep at 8 p.m. Damn. See, but you got to listen to your body you. sometimes. Yeah, you got to listen to your body sometimes. That's true. That's true. I did have an active weekend. I did my birthday celebration, went bowling, went karaokeing. Yeah. I put myself through the gauntlet on Saturday. And so I think I needed that Monday to recover. But then yesterday, it was 4th of July, went to the, the Alameda County Fair with some friends. And you went to the Alameda, the County, Alameda Fair. County Fair. How yeah. much lemonade did you drink? I drink quite a bit of lemonade, yeah. How is many, that the thing with, with the Alameda? I mean, you're the kind, well, any kind. I, I went to the Marin County Fair with okay. Lucy James, Jen, and Ben recently. And I, you know, I, I love lemonade. But for me, mm. there's only one size. He reaches down. What? Oh my! What the go. fuck? <laughs> if you're gonna be drinking what, lemonade what at the fair, you gotta go get a Phil's lemonade. It's fresh squeezed, and they sell the giant ass thing. And if you ain't drinking like this, you ain't living Is at the really fair. Is that really lemonade in there? There's no way that's actually lemonade. No, I drank all the lemonade at the fair. Why would I? I, I Barrett, if you want to go buy me a two liter lemonade or make me some lemonade, I'll drink them. You know what I had at the fair? I had a deep fried cheesecake on a stick. Yeah, well, and everything's got to be on a stick. Everything's got to be on a stick. I'm usually not a fan of all the, the deep fried stuff, right? Yeah. All like the fair food is not my jam. Like the chocolate covered bacon and stuff like that. That's not me. Sure. The deep fried cheesecake, upon first bite, wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Three bites later, one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, weird that it was warm. That's the only so thing. So walk me it. through blessing Adioye Jr. at a county fair. Mm. What are the, you're going to the county fair. What are the things you are going, you are, do you have the mm. list of like, I am eating this no matter what? Um, I have things that I'm excited for, okay. but like, I don't necessarily achieve all that stuff. Like I went in yesterday thinking that I was, either, I was either going to have funnel cake or a turkey leg. I had neither of them. Sure, those. sure. Because uh, I do like to explore. Like, Roger Corny knows this about me. I, like, I'm... Every other week, I have a new obsession when it comes to, like, a new fast food place or, like, a different restaurant I want to go to. That breakfast sandwich place, right? You're yeah, like, the breakfast oh, sandwich It's always place. so big, right? You'll start to have half of them. And, and now it's Wendy's. I, it's happening Where once. I'm eating uh, Wendy's breakfast every single day. Yeah, yeah. But I like to explore. And so, yeah, like, I didn't have either the turkey leg or the, the funnel cake. Yeah. Um, I'm... I've historically been a rides person. I like roller coasters. Yesterday, I don't know if it's turning 29. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I did about three rides and I was done. Yeah. I could not do any more. Were you car sick? Yeah. Okay. But especially from the first ride. So the first ride was this. Do you think it had something to do with the deep fried cheese stick cake on a stick? No, because I had that toward gotcha. the end of the day. It settled your tummy. Yeah. Okay. And so the first ride I did was this gravity, like spinning machine. Where Gravitron? Uh, gra- yeah, I think it's the Gravitron. Where you get, you get pressed up against the wall. Yes, and it, spin- and it, yeah. and it spins in a circle. Yeah, and that was my first time ever doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was cool, but by the time I got off of it, I felt so sick. Sure. Like, my stomach was going in circles. And then right after that, I think the next thing we did was, like, this water ride. That was fun, but also, like, I got way more wet than I wanted to. And so, like, fair. that was at the yeah. fair, so that wasn't pleasant. Yeah. And then the next thing we did was another, like, spinny ride where, yeah. like, you're just going in circles on, like, this bumpy kind of, like, this path. And it sucked. And after that, I was done. I was gotcha. like, this isn't fun for me. I'm just going to hang enough. out. And I did the games. We did basketball. And it was, the, it was the scam basketball. Of course. That you're never going to make. And I really well, wanted now, to Well, now, you know, there's Mario a TikTok tool. that I started following, and it's in the algorithm now, that shows you how to win the Cardinal games. Yeah, right. Like, toss it. You just toss the ball in the bucket, but he's putting a spin on it. Like, so that oh. it, it gets there and, like, takes out the momentum when it gets like in the bucket. Codes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? What, what's your go-to for the county fair? I, I feel sometimes I'll experiment. Last year when we went, uh, which was the first annual, the inaugural outing of the Millers plus Lucy plus Ben going up to the Marin County Fair. Mm. Uh, we did it all. We got there. And it was 
We got turkey legs. We got the corn. We got something. I forget what. Some kind of crazy fries. Maybe lobster fries or some things like that. Like, whatever. I'm getting the fried pickles. I'm doing the whole When you deal. say corn, was it like a lote? Or is it just like regular just corn? Just regular corn. Okay. Just, you know, sweet corn. Oh, I love the butter. Elote. Elote's great. I'm not, yeah. t- I'm not talking shit about elote. Of course. But like this one was a surgical strike where we went, but we went in the opening, which meant Ben's window was much shorter for what we had to do, you know, how much time we had. So we got there. And of course, I got the lemonade because I, I was feeling some fair lemonade. Mm-hmm. But then food-wise, always going to do a corn dog. And then I feel like I'm always going to do mm-hmm. some corn. And it was that Ben had his corn, so I got to eat some of his corn. So I felt like I was satisfied there. Yeah. If I would have gone deeper, it would have been the fried pickles. And then, of course, when we, this came up recently on the Kind of Funny podcast, and, and Andy shouted out the dill pickle pizza. Of course, Andy is showing his naivete for an American county fair versus when we went to Toronto, Toronto, up in Canada, and had, went to their like you know national fair, which had a whole bunch of crazy foods like the dill pickle pizza, which I would put at the top of the list, but that is a Canadian thing. To the best of my abilities. I'm sure here in America there is some fair you are at in the middle of fucking nowhere, Idaho, that I'm not going to to get it. But Dill pickle pizza. I don't know how I feel about that. Sounds like a step too far. Now, when you're drinking that much lemonade, yeah. are you not like, I feel like that would dehydrate me. Now, here's the thing, though. Remember, yeah. well, dehydrate. Or not dehydrate, but like, I feel Overhydrate, like. Lot, you pee him. I mean, yeah, but I feel like it's a lot of sugar. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know, I'm constantly in need of energy. So the sugar would be great. Okay. A lot of people Fair call enough. me low energy Greg. They say yeah. that Greg Miller can't bring it anymore, so he has to, he has to dope with a Coke. Washed. Exactly. I'm washed, says uh, Barrett from over there. What are you eating? Pop tart, nice. Oh. Okay, uh, but no, the sugar wasn't a problem. No, okay. it was good. And then I was sweating so much. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, you got yeah, you got to have something to drink. That is a lot of water. <laughs> it's the entire. It's How the, long did that last you? Oh no, I mean, we, it came home. Okay, yeah, I mean, we brought lemonade home. All right, I had lemonade for days. <laughs> no, this is the entire like pitcher of water from our fridge, and then even more. Mm-hmm. That's how much water's in this guy. Now, can I tell you what I did yesterday? That was really fun, right? Speaking of exploring at the fair, Love I went at the fair. and I did horse betting for the first time ever. Like horse racing. Like yeah, 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 yeah. But like real horses or like real horses. Okay. Yeah. Was that the fair? Yeah. They had ra- horse racing at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It was really cool. Like I did not know there, there was so much at this. This fair just kept going. Yeah. They had like a petting zoo that I, then there were like multiple where there was like a petting zoo where it was like a lot of small animals and pigeons and rabbits and stuff. There was apparently an, another side where there was even more animals. And did you see my burn of Andy with this? No. Okay. Keep going. I'll get it and I'll show it. Or Bear, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you want to find it? My friend Ernesto posted a picture because we left before Ernesto, uh, our friends Ernesto and Sarah. Ernesto posted an Instagram story of some little pigs doing races, yep. and hopping over obstacles. Yep. That shit blew my mind. I was like, if I knew that was there, I would have stayed. I was really tired. I would have stayed for the potbelly pigs jumping over obstacles because that's incredible. Scrolling back because we went to the fair. It's, it, I feel like it's such a total and complete mindfuck of when anything happened. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I went to the fair last weekend. But it's like, no, you went to the fair like... Two days ago, three days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it feels like because of the weekend's end. But Aaron, I'm sending to control if I can find it. There it is. Control. I'm sending you this link. And I'd like to. Yeah, we need the audio for it, of course. Because, yeah, there was pig racing at the Marin County. Oh, you know. Is, is this a California thing or is this just a fair? Because I totally. I didn't know horses. When I was growing a... up and we would go to Illinois County Fairs, I don't remember the pig racing. Yeah. I remember like the 4 H club and the chickens and like here. The, but I don't remember the petting zoos either or whatever. Here we go. the county fair today. Excited for some pig racing. When when when's your race, Andy? Fucking <laughs> swine. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Fucking got, got him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Got his ass. But uh, no, the horse racing was really fun. It was actual horse races, and so I went in. I put a bet. I I based so my bet. Off I got of the so best many name. questions about what's this. up. <laughs> so you placed your bet. Did they have like betting windows? And was it the whole yeah. thing of like to place, to show, to do all that, or was it just like who do you think is gonna win? I so is this like carny betting? I don't know. I think the way I, I I think they had like you know places, windows, and all that stuff. But the way I gave my bet, I think I gave it just for the win because I okay. didn't specify that. Sure, much. fair enough. I said um, what I wanted. I want my bet at Pleasanton because that's where I was. Pleasanton um, for race number seven because that was the upcoming race. And then I gave him the name of the horse, and the name of the sure. horse I bet on was Arbold Prince, and that was my favorite name out of the bunch that were in the race that I was looking at. I like at. that. That's and a really so, good name. You know, I did that. Hung out on, on the track. was really fun. The vibes were great. There was a guy with the, with, the, with the trumpet that plays the song that you all know from the horse races. And like I, me never being, uh, having never been to a horse race, did not know that that was like a standardized oh, thing. Oh, sure, yeah. They're yeah. playing that trumpet song at every single horse race. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And the trumpet thing was really long. Like, I'd never seen that instrument yeah, before oh, in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a Vuvuzela, but it was yeah, a trumpet. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And the horse race was really excited. People were really hyped 
Sure, like money's on the line. line, man. Yeah. This is why gambling's so great. You know what I mean? Uh, we're gambling you, on PS I Love You today. We're, uh, this is what yeah, it's all about. We're doing bets. And yeah. I've never been I've never been somebody for gambling. Even when I've gone to Vegas, you know, I've tried it. Not for me. Horse betting? Oh, man. That's for me. <laughs> that yeah. was a really fun oh, time. Yeah. I this really, is how we lose blessing. <laughs> I really enjoyed the horse betting. Yeah. My horse almost won. Like, it got really close. And then at the last second, got overtaken by some some son of a bitch horse. Did it come in, like, second or third? My horse came in second, yeah. So you couldn't like show you would have won some. Yeah, money, a yeah. Bit. I messed up, but yeah. I almost, I almost got some. I almost Damn. won some money. But hey, that's not what this show's about. This show's about video game news, Greg. So let's talk about Microsoft anticipating a PS5 Slim this year, Banjo Kazooie devs shutting down uh, our dreams for a new game, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. A new Kinda Funny podcast is up titled, Should You Eat Shrimp in the Daytime? Greg, I heard you hyping this one up. I... Yeah, well, not even hyping. Well, you saw me hype it up probably on Twitter mm-hmm. where I was like, listen, people are always saying I'm a new kind of funny best friend or where would you tell somebody to start kind of funny content or what's a much a must listen to or watch? This is one of those. Everyone, all four of us are on point. Barrett's on point. Everyone is just crushing it. Everyone's oh, A-gaming yeah. it. We're all just friends hanging out and having a great time. And there are so many, yes, hilarious bits on it to the point that, yes, when I came in today, I wasn't hyping it up. I was just telling Nick, like, we didn't fucking miss. Like I was like, I went back and showed Jed parts of the podcast, which I never do. And I was like, anytime I jumped to anything, we're in the middle of something hilarious. That's and awesome. Fun. But I, I will. I, I'm just noticing the set too, with like the eagle. It was the flag we we and the you fuck know, you England. And the it was fly. our fourth. It was fourth <laughs> episode. We had to call out England for losing us, of course. Of course. But my question for you is: Do you think shrimp is a nighttime food or a daytime food, or can it shrimp? be both? I yeah. think it's both. Thank yeah. you very much. Why would it just be a nighttime food? Because Nick no, was one. I, I said, oh yeah, Jed. Before the wedding, Jen and I at lunch had some shrimp, mm-hmm. and Nick was like what shrimp and i'm like what are you talking about he's like well shrimp hmm. shrimp is uh in fancy dishes and fancy foods are for nighttime that was his you argument. know what i kind of understand but, the argument i kind of what lunch wait actually what were you eating shrimp with it was like what a shrimp cocktail because huh. we, like we were doing a grazing thing where yeah. it's like you know we don't want like big meals so we had a bunch of veggies and hummus and some uh you know uh the pita bread and then yes we had some shrimp cocktail yeah. there and a little i think it's food. way more common that you're having shrimp in the nighttime than the daytime for sure but then I also offered, what about, like, I hear you, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying you're wrong, but, like, what about, like, seafood restaurants? Like, yesterday, I went to, I, after, <laughs> this is actually inspired by the podcast, because I had it on my mind, we went to Sam's Anchor Cafe over in Tiburon, which is famous for their lobster roll, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what about a shrimp roll? What about, I was out there having a beer, sun, I'm on the water, you know what I mean? And I was, That's acceptable. Yeah, so that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank of course, you. you can find that episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast over on YouTube.com, so it's Kind of Funny, and on podcast services around the globe. And then remember, this is truly the last call for our merch on the RT store. So buy one, get one free with the code BONGOS, that is B-O-N-G-O-S, through the end of the week. You can do that on kindoffunny.com slash old store. Of course, that is our old store. So kindoffunny.com slash old store. If you want to see our new store, just go to kindoffunny.com slash store. Check out what's there. I appreciate that someone cut out the probably Joey mm-hmm. sing closing time because I was ready. I was ready to no, go I into it. that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you I know I would have. You know I would have. You would have lost the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're already 13 minutes into this show. I don't know if you have time for fair another enough, whole rendition of that song, but I appreciate that. Also, effort. if you want to check out the new store, you go to kindoffunny.com slash store. Guess yeah. what? What's that? Drop coming soon. Ooh, so like, that's the thing. You, mi- you missed your shot at the summer collection, but you can enter your email there and get it. How soon? <laughs> I, don't we'll I don't know. <laughs> we'll I don't know. I don't know. Soon. I know it's soon. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of giving us money over on Patreon, there's a new episode of Kind of Foodie up right now and is the return of Kind of Foodie. What many would say is the best episode of Kind of Foodie. I wonder who wins. Far. I wonder who is on Tune in to see if Greg can keep his beauty. championship. Or uh, if Roger finally wins. Or if Roger finally wins one. Of course, he's still winless over on kind of if roger wins one we smash the trophy all right we started doing one fair enough thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining today we're brought to you by shady rays but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper report it's time for some news we have six stories today 
Starting with our number one, Greg, can you still believe that more news is coming out out of the Microsoft FTC trial? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sony is expected to release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year, Microsoft says. This is from Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Microsoft believes Sony will release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year, priced at $399.99, according to a court document. In the paragraph on price, Microsoft attempts to convince Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley the Nintendo Switch should be considered in the same market as the Xbox Series consoles and the PS5, an argument it believes boosts the image of Xbox as losing the console war in third place. It's the final sentence in this paragraph that sures to ruffle uh, Sony boss Jim Ryan's feathers, as it not only outs the long-rumored existence of the PlayStation 5 Slim, but its price too. Quote, PlayStation, likewise, sells a less expensive digital edition for $399.99 and is expected to release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year at the same reduced price point, reads the document. The bombshells continue with Microsoft saying further down, quote, Sony is also anticipated to release a handheld version of the PS5 later this year for under $300. Uh, this is in relation to Sony's announced Project Q, a handheld streaming device that wirelessly connects to the PS5. Uh, Sony has yet to release a, uh, or has yet to announce a release date or price. Greg, what do you think are the chances we get a PS5 Slim later this year? I mean, never say never. But this is one of those, this is very much, and I'm not talking shit about anything or anybody, right? But it is very much of when industry analyst says he thinks this is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Barrett, if you're an audio listener, Barrett's showing the That's PlayStation good. 5 taller but slimmer. <laughs> making like, it more just imagine in your head the console version of Long Mario. That's what yeah. we have here. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. If you're like if you're usually getting like a McDouble from McDonald's and then you one day order just a regular cheeseburger, you see how, how skinny that thing looks. That's what this looks like. It's the thing where, you know, so like anybody can predict anything. We predict stuff all the time and we're right or we're wrong and everybody forgets either way because it doesn't matter. Everybody knows we're just talking and making educated guesses. These are educated guesses. Mm -hmm. And so for the bombshells continue, no, full stop. The bombshell would be an email from Jim Ryan gets pulled into evidence and it says, and you know we're releasing a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year. That would be the bombshell of the confirmation for Sony that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Microsoft sitting here and saying, well, they're, there's they're, pro they're doing this or that. It's like, Again, as we talked about at length with this trial, right, it is everybody saying anything to possibly screw this up and make it make their case win, make their case the one that make their side of the case the winner. Yeah. And so I think that's what this is. And even like I remember when this originally broke, the Project Q thing getting pulled out of people were like, Microsoft saying it's going to be under $300. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's them. Under $300. That's an educated guess as well. Yeah. I would say it's going to be under $300 exactly. too, right? Like, right? like under, I mean? under $300 could mean $100, could mean $200. Yeah. Right? Like that's a wide window to work with. And so again, like thing. throwing, you throw darts at the board, you do whatever you think. Like, yes, PlayStation is going to release a redesigned PlayStation 5 at some point. Mm -hmm. Of course, we keep talking about the rumors from Tom Henderson, right? Of like, hey, it's going to have the detachable disk drive, right? We're going to have this PlayStation version that PlayStation 5 comes out that has detachable disk drive so it can be cheaper and yada, yada, yada. Is that the slim? Is it not the slim? Is that, is this, is that what they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Are they saying they're using, you know, mixing their words up here in terminology just to make their case or whatever? Who knows? Yes, there is going to be a PlayStation 5 slim at some point. I can't wait for it, as I just said, as somebody who dragged his PlayStation 5 to nap on vacation where it's like, man... Didn't think about how big this was. And back in the day when I traveled with my PS4, it was so easy to slip into my carry-on. This one sucks. Um, yes, it's going to happen. And then to get to, is it going to happen this year? I highly doubt it. Now, that's me. That's just me talking. I don't know. I don't any, anything. I, why do I highly doubt it? I feel like every time there's a redesigned PlayStation, the leaks start coming way sooner. Now, again, mm. the air in my argument is the fact that what about this detachable disk drive we've heard about this thing for it feels like forever probably only a year right that we've heard these rumors from insider gaming right insider gaming yeah um there's just so many inside gaming inside games of insider course. gaming I've, where does I don't, I don't even know which one lawrence is on there's a whole bunch going on that here. is inside games i think no it's is not. it really no is know. it really insider <laughs> games anyways inside the games inside gaming inside insider it, it's Ins insider gaming. Okay. Tom Henderson gaming. is insider gaming. Insider gaming, gaming inside. has been talking about <laughs> this one, inside the gamer <laughs> has been talking about this one for so long that like that could be real. That could be the thing. It's just is it like I don't I I don't 
it's been such a weird console cycle mm-hmm. in the way that, of course, we launched it during a pandemic. We launched it during a chip shortage. It seems like it's just really, in recent memory, calmed down, even though I still haven't seen a PlayStation 5 just on a shelf anywhere. But again, I'm in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not really... When I walk by the Target electronics aisle, I'm usually going to toys, so I'm not really like peeking my head in there. Um, it's going to happen. When is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't think it's here, but I could be wrong. It just doesn't seem like there's been enough leaks about it. You know, what I, what I jumped to was as never being the date person, right? What about the PlayStation 4 Pro? Yeah, that's see, that's exactly what I was thinking. The PlayStation 4 Pro announced September 7th, 2016, released on November 10th. So that's, I mean, huh. you, I'd love to sit here and be like, oh, well, it's too late in the year to announce yeah. a PlayStation 5 Slim. Clearly isn't. Now, the question does become, is it too close to Project Q to announce, hey, we're lowering the price of the PS5 mm-hmm. and we're putting out this Project Q, and so then suddenly they're competing with themselves a little bit for what people want to spend their money on? Yeah. I think the, they use both to kind of market the other. You know? that, and that's where, that's where yeah. I'm at with it, is I think we're, it feels like the PS5 just came out, but... PS5 came out at the end of 2020, right? We're in 2023. We're kind of getting there into the console generation. By next year, we're probably talking about being halfway through this console generation, right? We're talking about being four, about three or four years in. And so, yeah, I think now is where you start to refre- refresh your console slate and look at, all right, what is this next phase? What is the second half of the PS5 look like? And for the rumors that have been swirling around about the detachable disk drive and all this stuff, I could see the case for this fall being, let's phase in project q right let's phase in a ps5 slim let's phase out the big bulky ps5 let's phase in the detachable disk drive in case people want to be able to play discs on on their console and then 2024 you're then talking about a playstation 5 pro i could i could see that start to formulate as a strategy one thing is is that too much right like is that going to money the message if you have all this hardware stuff coming out you know, I think maybe if you spread out a PS5 Slim and a PS5 Pro, maybe you're fine. Um, but then also, I like... you, if, mm-hmm. if what we're talking about is true and in, in all of it's accurate, the detachable disk drive PS5 has to be the PS5 Slim. So that's just one thing. Yeah. Then it's the Q. And I think what you would do is, like, we have the Slim PS5. It's smaller. It's a better form factor. It's this, that, the other. And they'd be like, there, you know, there is a disk drive if you want. I don't think that would be a big part of the push. Mm-hmm. I think all the product images you would see would be without the yeah. disk drive. The, the thing that I'm trying to visualize is when you go to a store, let's say around this time two years from now for a PS5, what are you looking at, right? And I think if a PS5 Slim is coming in, so let's say replace the diskless PS5, that comes in at $400. And yeah, you have that and then like a detachable disk drive to go along with it i think you then phase out the two models we have out currently and then eventually phase in the ps5 pro which could take place of the more expensive ps5 yeah. maybe that even comes in at six hundred dollars because you're going to tout how this thing can do um like 16k <laughs> visuals or whatever the fuck 120p i don't know like i think that starts to become the conversation of let's get out let's phase out what we have now so we can phase in these newer refined versions of the ps5 and i think that starts to make uh, to make sense i look here at tom henderson who's been the main source of a lot of these leaks and rumors yeah and he tweeted out january 23rd of, of this year um on all the playstation 5 pro slash slim rumors i don't think it's a pro or slim my understanding is that it's just gen 2 of the regular ps5 yeah. the normal ps5 will cease production at the end of this year and the new model will start in april and begin selling in september uh sony wouldn't cease production of the gen 1 ps5 if they had different consoles in production for different price points slash specs the new ps5 uh, will reduce costs in production and shipping because they can produce just one console with a detachable disk drive and so maybe it is just a look at maybe it is not a slim and a pro maybe it is hey this is gen 2 of the ps5 which i have to imagine be slimmer exactly yeah yeah. could be slimmer maybe more powerful maybe it does have a bit more capability there and it is just digital and if you really want to play physical stuff boom you got a detachable disk drive to play on it see i think it's just gonna be a form factor because i'm on the insider gaming article from tom like you're talking about this Mm -hmm. the september 2022 one right where he's talking about for the first time and he's talking about uh, it's going to have almost identical hardware as the existing consoles already on the market. Mm-hmm. Granted, things okay. change, and you're getting this all rumored, yada, yada, yada. Anything could, you know, whatever. Uh, and then a new detachable disk drive could entail, that it, it could entail that the PlayStation 5 will be slimmer and lighter, which is something Sony's been trying to implement effectively uh, with the latest PS5 models. Uh, but yeah, it goes on to be like that. And I, I think that's the idea, right? Is like, yeah, like, Bring the price down, bring the size down, and if you, you do that by cutting the disk drive. But yeah, I, I don't think this is a pro. I don't mm. think this changes anything yeah. in terms of the tech because, of course, wait a couple more years, put that one out. Yeah. Well, 
my thing is, do you wait long? If, if you wait long enough, is there even a point anymore of putting out like a more powerful version? Because like I'm looking at next year as the halfway point, right? Like I imagine we'll get. And <laughs> this isn't me working off the rumors that we got from the court case. This is me doing the math of like you know a console cycle is seven seven years, right? Maybe eight years. Yeah. And if that's the case. Yeah, 2028 we're looking at for a, a PS6 and the next Xbox. And so you're not going to put out a PS5 Pro in 2020, 2026, right? Like, and so I, I look at this and I, 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 I more so align myself not with how the email um, frames it as being out later this year. I do go with Tom's um, assumption of, or Tom's leaks of next year, right? 20, fall 2024 for what we're talking about for a slimmer PS5 or a new model of a PS5. And like, I think... I think that then does it for the rest of the generation for PS5 hardware. See, my thought there would be that this has been a slower transition. It, and again, this is me talking out of my ass. You're all welcome to write into your wrong with better examples or whatever. Mm. It feels like this has been a slower transition to getting everybody on the current generation in terms of like, we are making a game that is just for this generation, right? And I'm looking back at Sony's first party lineup as well, right? In terms of like what games they, like Horizon, mm-hmm. that they've done it. But then Horizon DLC, of course, isn't uh, for both generations. And I feel like if you're going to put out a PS5 Pro, to, I, I, I don't feel like people are getting all the juice out of both the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X yet. And so I feel like you'd get closer and closer to that. You get to a PlayStation 5 Pro that is able to do a few more bells and whistles. Because you're just competing with PC at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get the experience people are getting over there on your console. And yeah. I think that elongates the cycle because, again, the shortages didn't let you sell enough. And, again, they are selling incredibly well. But would that still just be the PlayStation 6 that you did that with, with then? Like, we're, I think we're getting into, like, how do you phrase it on the box no or whatever? No and if it yet. is... I think if it, let's say next year you're doing a thing that's not more powerful, it is just a, you know, better form factor PS5. If you're, if if we get a few years past the, past that and it is, all right, we've gotten the power out that we've needed to out of this thing and you are going to put out something marginally better, I feel like you slap you a six, on, six it, on it and yeah, then, yeah, like whatever the sell, other features really are, well. yeah, it, it sells better too, right? And you can market it better. I think that's how you go about it. That's true. That's fair. That's a really good point. But no slim this year. Is what you're thinking? No, I don't. I don't think so. I just feel like it's. Again, I feel like we would heard something. Mm-hmm. I feel like it clutters the message with the re- the remote play device. Even though, yes, you could bundle them together and be like, oh, or not even literally, well, yeah, literally bundle them together, but then bundle the announcements together. But again, I think people look at it like, oh, I'll just buy the smaller PS5, mm-hmm. or oh, I haven't bought a PS5. I don't care much about this. I think you let that go. And yeah, I just it just doesn't feel right yet in terms of doing it. I'll tell you my bet on PS. I love you. XOXO recording later today, coming out later this week. Yeah, it'll be on a normal on Friday, but we're, you know, screwed up week. Story number two, Banjo Kazooie devs are unsure the audience is there for a new game. This comes from Andy Robinson. At Let Video me just Chronicle. answer that question. No, it's not there. Really? Don't worry. Let's, about get, it. let's read the articles. I think Shut up a good about Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Key members of the original Banjo Kazooie team have said they're doubtful of a new entry in the beloved 3D platformer franchise will release in the near future. While dormant for some years following its last original game in 2008, the Banjo Kazooie franchise has become more prominent lately. Last year, the N64 original was added to Nintendo Switch Online, and before that, Banjo and Kazooie were added as playable characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. In 2020, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said that any revivals of classic Rare franchises were up to Rare itself. However, speaking to VGC, as part of an extended interview to mark Banjo-Kazooie's 25th anniversary, a group of original Rare team members have said they're not expecting a new game anytime soon. And despite a $3 million Kickstarter and over 1 million copies sold for their spiritual successor, Platonic Games' ukulele, composer Grant Kirkhope questioned whether the audience was truly there for a new game. Quote, I feel like you'd have to get a team with the humor that we had back then, and that's hard to replicate, he said. I think Rare would be open to somebody if they found the right team, but I don't feel like that team exists. Also, I'm not convinced that the audience is there either. I don't feel like there are, there are that many Banjo fans out there. The whole Smash Brothers thing was spectacular. It really was. I think all the team that worked on that game had a tear in their eye when Banjo turned up in Smash Brothers. It was just an unbelievable release of emotion. Seeing all those fans crying on videos was heartwarming, and we felt it. This was a once-in-a-lifetime event that, uh, what, what, when that happened. But I still feel like, is there, is there, is there that multi-million dollar thing within Banjo-Kazooie? I'm not convinced there is, end quote. 
And then lead programmer Chris Sutherland echoed Kirkhope's sentiment, quote, For a long time, there was doubt whether there was any audience for that kind of game. Of course, there's some audience, but is there enough to justify the kind of scale of a game you, uh, you, would, need, you would need now for a first-party title, he said. And then character designer Steve Mails argued that the best way to revive the Banjo-Kazooie series would be via a modern remaster, so, uh, so that rights holder Microsoft could keep down the costs and gauge interest from players. So, Greg, you don't think Banjo-Kazooie is going to hit if it comes out? No, not big enough, is, I think, is what they'd want. I think, I think everything they're saying here is the correct answer. Is there, is there, is there that multi-million dollar thing within Banjo-Kazooie? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And I don't, I, that's not to say there aren't Banjo fans. I see all 12 of you in the chat yelling at me. Like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I got to swing. I got to swing even when I'm being nice. Um, no, I, I think that there are Banjo fans there. I think there is a nostalgia for those things. But it is that idea of just like, does that move the needle for a modern audience, for a new audience? Does it make sense to Xbox to, to make a first party one, to dedicate one of their teams here? Like, there's a b- bunch of different ways to do it and make it smaller. I personally, if I was the rights holder to Banjo-Kazooie and it was like, we need to do another Banjo-Kazooie, I would look at any of the, I mean, you throw a rock and how many amazing independent studios do you find that are making, you know, these kind of games, these kind of platformers, mm-hmm. right? And then go to them and be like, all right, cool. A Hat in Time developer. Everybody loved A Hat in Time. What would you want to do with Banjo-Kazooie? Go to some of the other games that are inspired by it. Talk to those. I mean, even the ukulele folks. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But even then, it's just like, those games aren't breaking through. Those games aren't breaking through because of IP. And then is this the IP to do it? Because even, I just feel like Banjo is a game people love, yes. And I think the inclusion of Smash was such a brilliant move, obviously, because Mm. people wanted that so bad. And Smash is all about nostalgia. But I don't know if there's a modern hunger for it for a mass scale see i think it's worth testing because to your point i tend to agree about the multi-million dollar thing right like i if you put out a banjo today it is not selling 10 it's so funny to see you drink out of this lemon thing uh it's not selling 10 million copies right like a big mosquito like how many (laughs) how all you do look like a mosquito how many copies of banjo should bring back mr mosquito where's that one you god no how many how many copies of Banjo's, uh, Banjo-Kazooie are you selling? Now, the question then becomes, how many do you need to sell when Game Pass exists? And that's your old strategy as Microsoft, Great point. right? Like, do you need to sell 5 million copies of Banjo? Or can you have 5 million players come in and play it on Game Pass and help fill out that catalog? Which I think is a bit more about consistency and consistency of, qual- of quality as opposed to having these big hitters that are able to you know get 20 million people in or 25 million people in right i think you need one or two of those a year but then i also think you need enough enough stuff there to fill out the catalog so you have reason to stay subscribed and not let your um your subscription lapse sure i think there's something i think there's something there but that's back to me i think even my argument oh cool Mm -hmm. let's make smaller games let's make smaller banjo kazooies right yeah but i also think that you i I think there's a way to get banjo kazooie there and i think that does start with the remake i think if you do what um crash insane trilogy did with crash and you remake banjo make it look modern uh bring bring the energy up to where it feels like a 2023 game and put it back out there i think you see it sell maybe not as much as crash did right because crash is crash but banjo is still banjo i do think that there's sauce there when you're talking about how much people love banjo like banjo i would say is when you're talking about like the tiers of like popularity of a 3d pla- or a platform in general right like at, at the top you're talking about mario right maybe Wahoo. sonic even under that you're talking about i'd say crash and like right under crash i think you're talking about banjo i don't think banjo is that far off from crash and crash insane trilogy sold insanely well like it had uh i remember listening to kfgd and so many of the stories were talking about how consistently uh, insane trilogy was in that top 10 spot for the month in yeah, the npg sure. i think you can maybe replicate something there with banjo especially if you put it on on um on nintendo switch right especially if you put it on multiple platforms I think that starts to get the interest up, and I think that then might set the table for you to put out an original Banjo game and have it come from a Playtonic or the Hat in Time dev or Double Fine or whoever you can find to actually make a really good Banjo game. I think there's something A there. Double Fine, yeah. A Double Fine yeah. Banjo because you could be super... Would be super dope. Would they want to do it is the question. Well, uh, that's the thing is I don't no. think it would at all be, you know, the Banjo people want or are expecting, but that would make me excited. Yeah. I also think there's something there with the Smash thing as well. You know, I think Smash has this power to get people passionate and excited about a franchise like it's been it's done that through its history it brought um, um fire emblem to the to the west right exposed so many people to fire emblem exposed so many people to things like earthbound and even f-zero right like of course those are popular on the super nintendo before but yeah. 
I know so many people that are like me that might have came up with an N64 that no NES from Smash and then retro re retroactively went back and played Earthbound or went back and played F-Zero. I think Smash might even have that effect with something like Banjo-Kazooie where you put, a, you put a Banjo on Switch and you have people going crazy for it because their excitement for that franchise is up now with Smash. This is, uh, what is I'm on Polygon somewhere? But anyways, in an interview with IGN's Ryan McCaffrey as part of Podcast Unlocked, we're discussing developing titles within Microsoft's portfolio. Schaefer commented, quote, it's an interesting thing to think about, but I think that would be a bad use of Double Fine. Mm. Our whole thing is making stuff up, end quote. That's fair. That's very fair. Speaking of things coming back, story number three, F-Zero is no longer relevant because of Mario Kart, says former dev. I love it. All the old <laughs> devs are just like, yo, shut up. Y'all don't Let like your this shit anyway. die. This is from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. A former F-Zero developer believes Nintendo's long dormant racing franchise has remained that way due to the success of Mario Kart. Speaking to, to VGC, F-Zero artist and the designer behind Captain Falcon, Takaya uh, Imamura, implied that the game wouldn't be worth the risk when Mario Kart is already incredibly successful, having sold nearly 50 million copies for Nintendo Switch as of November uh, 2022. Imamura was asked why Nintendo games such as Star Fox get more attention than F-Zero. I think it's because Mario Kart is Nintendo's most popular racing game, and a new F-Zero would cost a fortune, he said. My impression is that Nintendo executive Shigeru Miyamoto is very affectionate about Star Fox. Uh, the original F-Zero launched way back in 1990 and was followed up with a handful of games, the final one being F-Zero Climax in 2004. That marks almost two decades since fans last saw a new entry. Despite Nintendo showing love to other older franchises with remakes like Super Mario RPG or sequels such as Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, Nintendo hasn't completely forgotten about F-Zero, of course, uh, ironically making Mario Kart 8 DLC based on the classic racer, and last year released N64 game F-Zero X on the, on the Nintendo Switch online library. This is what I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got no attachment to this one, so yeah, fuck this one. So yeah, fuck F-Zero. Anyway, you know what I got time for that. I think Banjo's on the same level, I'm going to be honest. No, no, absolutely not. Banjo's nowhere near Crash, I'm going to be honest. Banjo's way more popular than F-Zero, though. And would, Banjo, I don't I think Banjo's near Crash. And it's not near Crash. No, it's near it's Crash. Not, uh, it's really not. But it's way better. We can, we can all agree it's way more popular than F-Zero. Like, like, like five people won an F-Zero. Mm, mm. okay. You're going to look at me, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the money. people won a Banjo, and one of them's Paris, and the other one's you. So, Listen, bring back Banjo. It's a lovely <laughs> franchise. It's an incredible <laughs> franchise. Great video games. What if they bring All it back in like a toys to life, toys to life? Don't way. say that. Don't say that. What if they brought back Banjo, but then took inspiration they from... They take back Kazooie. They brought <laughs> back Kazooie, but they took inspiration from Tears of the Kingdom, and now you can build things. They did that's that. The, that's nuts and bolts. Yeah, that game did, and that game what's, what's did that? what it did. I, I never heard of that. Oh, it's a game that came out that yeah. kind of killed the franchise or any yeah. momentum. Nuts for and it. bolts? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. on Xbox, yeah. There was a banjo on Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought those were Nintendo 64 games. No, 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 no. Yeah, they did a whole thing, and people were super excited, and then they played it like, oh, I'm not no way. excited about this. They made banjo fat for a gag. No way. Yeah. <laughs> for a laugh. Huh. A lark. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, while, while I ponder about this, right, let's talk about patreon.com slash games. Over on patreon.com slash games, you can go. You can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsor. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase if you don't love your shady rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back shady rays independence day sale is live right now you can go to shadyrays.com and get up to 50 percent off single pairs of sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people again that's shadyrays.com ShadyRays.com. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we're back with story number four. Rise of the Ronin leak suggests a Q1 2024 launch and more. This is from Liam Croft at Push Square. Details and screenshots have leaked for PS5 console exclusive Rise of the Ronin via a Discord server run by the former insider, The Snitch. The snitch. The snitch. What a name. Uh, the images feature a look at the map, a quest description, and what looks like symbols for a skill tree. The game from Team Ninja uh, is then described as a mix of Assassin's Creed, Ghost of Tsushima, and Dark Souls. It's then claimed item descriptions link to, into the lore, fueling the wider world, a la every from soft games uh, since Demon's Souls. But the, the design of a side quest is a lot more like the Ubisoft formula. Uh, you'll be able to pick between various difficulty options. There will be a skill and technique tree, uh, and you'll be able to choose between quality and performance mode to fine-tune the experience. Romance options will also be a thing, and the game is planned for release in Q1 of next year. This is one that I'll say, one you know, take with a grain of salt. This is coming from a leak that's coming from screenshots that, com- that are coming from a Discord server uh, and the snitch. <laughs> and so the snitch, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But also, Greg, is this one that you're looking forward to? Yeah, we talked about this right from uh, the debut at State of Play. Yeah, September, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this looked dope. You know, I mean, I'm down for more. Uh, you know, games in this genre, in this uh, space. Again, you know, it's always been, uh, who, you know, we loved Ghost. You know, you love the Assassin's Creed games. We love the stuff. We love the fact that the, uh, Assassin's Creed's finally doing one. It, it, I always forget the code name for it. J- uh, red? Yeah. Red, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I always want, yeah, I was like, is it Jade? Is it Red? Is it he- Hex, Hexy, 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 whatever the hell it is? Uh, this looked dope. You know what I mean? Uh, I hope it lands. I hope it's great. I think it's a, a great idea for a game. Uh, and I'm stoked to know more about it, yeah. So I'm down for the leak and the snitch and everybody else on Discord to come through and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2024 is already the window that they've set for the game. And so yeah. it being Q1, I think, makes sense. Well, Longfallen Dynasty came out earlier uh, this year. And so if their cadence is, we're going to hit the that first quarter, the first two quarters of every year. So far, they've been nailing that, right? Like, right. Stranger of Paradise is also last year in the first half of the year. And so that might just be Team Ninja's cadence. And yeah, I'm excited to see them do something different. Um, I That's know, the biggest thing, right? Yeah, yeah, do something different. I know a lot of people love Neo. I really... I. I enjoyed Stranger of Paradise for what it was, and I also enjoyed Wolong Fallen Dynasty for what it was, but this being a game that is more akin to a an open-world oh, Assassin's Creed game. That's awesome. Right? And, like, seeing, yeah, the screen we're looking at right here where the dude jumps off and the wings open, he's flying around. That combined with... And then, with, of course, the combat you love. Yeah, like, it combined with the stylings of a Ghost of Tsushima and, yeah, this combat that looks dope that is... You know, it looks like it's taking um, um, from what they've already done with games like Wolong and Neo and stuff. I think I, I think this has a chance of being a hit, right? I think it just needs to come out and, and give us the stuff. I think it needs to have the stuff. Um, but I think all, all of what they're setting up is going to speak to a wider audience. Like, it sounds like a, a Greg Miller is going to be into this because of the fact that it is doing more in this open world. And right. It's not just the Tecmo Koei action or Team Ninja action, right? Yes. Where you'd expect, where it's just, all right, cool, it's an action game, action game. Like, I want a cool story. I want cool quests. I want a cool world to explore. If it's going to be that open world writers they call it a mix of assassin's creed ghost of tsushima and dark souls i like all three of those things for different reasons right mm-hmm. my, my thing about dark souls and souls games in general right are the fact that i usually don't like the world i just don't want to spend my time in that world that's the world i want to spend my time in 100%. it's not the combat or the challenge of it that gets me it's the fact that i just I don't want to it's all i don't want to be in this wet world you know like how, how wet the world squelching. is <laughs> oh man i love how wet those worlds are story number five Xbox and Bethesda are attending Gamescom. Who was? This comes from a tweet from at Gamescom where they tweet out, 
breaking news at xbox and at bethesda will join us on the show floor for hashtag gamescom 2023 more details soon greg what could xbox and bethesda have to show in august well starfield to begin with Mm. let's get people hyped for that again you know this is a show floor thing right so it'll be interesting what they have hands-on for for people who are there obviously gamescom such a big consumer show what will you actually allow people to play will there be starfield booths there to play which sounds crazy mm-hmm. like cool here's I mean, there's gonna be some kind of activation Gig- oh yeah an activation for sure yeah. yeah but like you know what do you actually have people playing of course gamescom for us gets exciting for opening night live you know what's jeff got up his sleeve this time what's he got there he's working with them again you know what announcements will they have as our final, you know, the the end, the the final bow for Summer Game Fest. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't expect much from the booth to be that exciting. But yeah. it's cool that they're there. I mean, I would expect only two things. I would expect Starfield and then Forza Motorsport. Because See, I, I would expect a lot of Forza there. Yeah. yeah Forza, jump, you're, yeah, talking about, you're, you're talking about uh, Gamescom is in Germany? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> they, they like cars over there. <laughs> they like driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would expect those two things. And with first Starfield, who knows if it'll be playable. I think the dopest thing would for would for it to be playable but then also i think the tough thing with a game like starfield is like does that come like does 30 minutes of starfield gameplay do enough for people right like is that going to commute are you getting the starfield experience in 30 minutes do they have to find the vertical slice in that game that is all right you're shooting that's here. why i think you saying activation wakes more makes more sense yeah you have all these demo stations for forza and then you have yeah some photo op that's a starfield spaceship or some shit like that that'd be really cool Ex- yeah, i'll I mean, explore a spaceship yeah. And build your own spaceship. Okay. And then so you get, you get, <laughs> fly it around what? You're Germany? Losing, you're they're losing. Losing. They're like you fly around Germany? Like, they went they to like space. space. They went to the moon, right? That's the thing they did. I don't think they did, did they? Right. Cool. Like Who all's been to the moon? Who all's been to the moon? Nobody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Where's the crosshairs? Let's be fucking up. real. <laughs> <laughs> story number six, our final news story Venba has gone gold. Yay! This comes from at Venba Game on Twitter. Uh, Venba has officially gone gold on all platforms. They're all set to release on July 31st on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, PS5 at the same time. It's Venba release month. Craig, you're excited for Venba. Can't wait. Yeah, of course, uh, they came through for the GDC stream. Uh, we had it on there. We saw this demo. Of course, I love cooking, and I love being emotionally devastated, and that seems like both of these things will happen in this game. Of course, full disclosure, it's uh, one of the Pop Agenda games they're helping market or whatever, which is my wife's company. Uh, but, you know, I shit on those games all the time, too. Uh, you know, it just seems like a great art style. It seems like a great story. It seems like an interesting journey through the life of Venba here. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's what I love. You love Ben Benba? I, I, I love getting into somebody's head and playing for him and making some kind of rice tower. That's yeah. dope as I like the art style. Yeah, the art style, I think, big. might be the main thing to, to get me in. That plus how focused on food it is. Like, yeah. I love one, I love when food in video games just look so appetizing. Yeah. Like, there's something about it where you're, like, even in cartoons or in anime, I'm like, oh, man, that looks so good. Yeah. But, yeah, having a game that is fully focused on that and then, yeah, getting a cool story and a cool, uh, cool perspective um, in, uh, in the game that very much strikes me as exciting. And so. This is one of my uh, games on my draft, too, my fantasy mm. draft with us. So, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about that? Feeling great about my fantasy draft. Your draft. Have you filled things out since the last time we checked it? Uh, I I got that. Remember uh, last time we checked in on kindoffunny.com slash KF League 2023, where you can see the X Cast and PS I Love You squaring off. And it's really just PS I Love You versus PS I Love You because X Cast sucks. At this oh, X Cast is terrible. Isn't uh, that right, Mike? It was the thing where it was uh, <laughs> the L Cast. <laughs> it was uh, me and Janet had split games, right? Where I had picked up Super Mario RPG Remake, she grabbed uh, Super Mario Wonder, mm. and then I also got Star Ocean Second Story R. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so I picked that up, gotcha. which is pretty happy. What, do you, what have you filled out here? You got you, well, I you filled out mine a while ago. Like mine's all done. Oh, I thought Viewfinder was a, a, a late addition for you. Well, yeah, it, no, it was. That was that was so that was the last thing I picked up. I picked that up uh, right when I got back from Summer Game Fest. Gotcha. Um, and so yeah, I have that uh, Ghost Runner two, Helldivers two, Stray Gods. Like a lot of indie, uh, I have Cocoon football, on here. Football Manager twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, football, yeah football Manager twenty twenty. You got to play the smart, game. Smart. You got to play the game. But it's also like, oh yeah, like that is a guaranteed at least ten points in December. Yes. You know? Um, I'm feel, I'm feeling pretty good. It's that thing where there's not much here I would change aside from maybe Hollow Knight. I'm still holding out for yeah, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Maybe coming out as a surprise late late it's this not year. Not gonna happen. Bless. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe maybe it comes out in December. We, they, they come out and they announce Silk Songs. I still got, they what said I, very clearly it's not going to be ready anytime soon. Yeah, but that was, but like that was that was in response to the twelve months. That Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on my thing has though this will not release. They've confirmed it will not release yeah. this year. So you you can drop that. But it's cro- it's it's counterpicked. So can I? Does that not screw it up? I believe we have that setting off because it's okay. the thing you can put off or on. So you, I think you should be able to drop that. But uh, then whoever counterpicked that keeps it as a counterpick. 
Gotcha. And so congratulations to... And we're really sure it's not coming. Yes, we're positive. Yeah. Unless they somehow move it up, (laughs) which would be insane. I'm dropping it. The drop request is in. Yeah. And and I think they probably had... uh, Gary counterpicked that because they were probably feeling like it wasn't coming. That's year. yeah, that's kind of Mike. That's evil. The fact that you had Gary Gary counterpick that because what if it did? Got to take like chances. Negative twenty screens. points right I mean, there. Got to take chances. Fair enough. You're playing a different game because you're not playing against us right now. You're not in the same stratosphere, Mike. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you're in a different league, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, Greg. Yeah. I can't wait to see who becomes the victor of this year's PSL versus X Cash draft. But the results of that are just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today we got absolutely nothing. Oh, there's nothing out today. We do have some new dates for you. Pixel Junk. Eden 2 swings on to PS5 and PS4 later this year. And then we got some new Xbox Game Pass games for July. Uh, McPixel 3, GTA 5, Common Hood, Insurgency Sandstorm, Exoprimal, Tectonica, and The Cave are all coming to Xbox Game Pass this month. GTA 5. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. And then deal of the day for you, of course, as a reminder, this is the last call for our merch on the RT store. So buy one, get one free with the code bongos. That is B-O-N-G-O-S through the end of the week. Kindoffunny.com slash old store. Kindoffunny.com slash old store. Greg? Yeah. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. We have just one from Bander SN who writes in and says, Lawrence and Bruce's game news channel is called Inside Games. Okay. Inside Bruce Games. Bruce is on that. I didn't even know that. You thought it was just Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was confused, I guess. No, oh, yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence and Bruce. I think sometimes the army pops up on it. Uh, but yeah, Inside Games versus Insider Gaming. Uh-huh. It's not confusing at all. <laughs> not at all. Is it Koch primetime, Cook primetime? And that's it for counterfunny.com. So you're wrong. This week's hosts for the rest of the week go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and Tim. Friday, you're getting Tim and Greg. If you're watching this live, oh, what I up? want your live reaction to this. You're all not right. allowed to say what I'm going to show you. Okay. Okay. Oh. 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 Interesting. <laughs> Interest takes a step out of his gigantic lemonade bottle. Never a dull moment in the kind of funny inbox. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, if you're watching this live, of course, only on the YouTube and the live stream, there's gonna be a 30 minute post show where Mike comes through and talks to us hosts about your YouTube super chat questions. So stay tuned after the handshake to hang out with us and have a good time. Greg? Yeah. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. It has been. We're each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time. Game Daily.